Hey guys, Monty, and welcome back to The Spin Room, the home of everything indie here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Today we're going to be doing the yearly rundown. I'm not going to be giving you my top 10 just yet. That's on the next episode. But first, let's listen to a little bit of Baby Alligator by Oblob off their new record, True. be asking, Monty, why aren't you doing your top 10 of the year now on this episode? And the answer to that is essentially, now is not the time. I usually spend a decent amount of time over finals week listening to new releases that are coming out or releases that I missed. And really, my top 10 officially doesn't come out until around Christmas time or even after. And it's just so I can catch up on records that I missed out on. I try to listen to everything that got critical attention in the release year that I'm talking about. So instead of doing that this episode, we're going to be doing a rundown of albums of 2018 that you should check out. And I'm going to be basically just reading off the albums on RYM's list. And we're going to be talking about each of them because I've listened to most of the releases in the top 100 of this year and some outside of that that I do want to bring up. But first, I do want to get into a little bit of music news. And starting that off, I do want to talk about the Grammys. Now, the Grammys haven't been good for a very long time. In fact, they've been complete and utter garbage, in my personal opinion. They've gone with what's commercially popular, which I understand. You're trying to get people to tune into the Grammys, and you're trying to reach as wide of an audience as possible. But I truly do not think that the Grammys mean anything anymore, and they should. But, you know, you'll take what you can get, I suppose. Album of the Year nominations. H-E-R, H-E-R, so a soft titled. Brandy Carl, by the way, I forgive you. Drake Scorpion, which was an absolute garbage record. Various artists, Black Panther, the album, which wasn't that good. Casey Musgraves, Golden Hour, which I reviewed and was actually quite fond of. I think this is a great record. I think it, I hope it wins, but I don't think it will. Because there's a lot more socially conscious music here that they can pick from. And we have Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer, is nominated. That record was just not good it, it was overblown and Janelle Monet has done some of the best stuff this decade in terms of pop music um we also have Cardi B Invasion of Privacy which I've mentioned my gripes of previously Post Malone Beer Bongs and Bentleys uh so that's your lineup for album of the year then record of the year which I don't really get to different oh I think it's singles uh, Post Malone, 21 Savage, Rockstar is on there. So is Kendrick Lamar and SCA, All of the Stars. God's Plan by Drake is on there. You have a Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper thing on there. This is America, which I guarantee is going to win um, by Childish Gambino. Brandy Carlisle and Cardi B is also on there. And then you have Song of the Year. For Best New Artist, they have Chloe X Haley, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, Her. Dua Lipa, Margot Prince, stuff like that. For pop, you have Beck Colors nominated and Ariana Grande, God is a Woman's nominated. Lady Gaga has Joanne nominated. And Post Malone is also nominated there. And uh, 
best pop record, Camila Cabello is on there. You have Ariana Grande on there. You have Pink on there. Uh, the more interesting area, I think, is best rap album because Pusha T's Daytona is nominated, and so is Travis Scott's Astroworld. Uh, Daytona is definitely one of my favorite rap albums of this year, and I sincerely hope it wins that category. I'd be a bit peeved if it went to Cardi B for Invasion of Privacy, and I think it will. For best rock performance, they have Arctic Monkeys out there. They have Chris Cornell out there, which they're probably going to honestly give it to Chris Cornell because he died. They have Greta Van Fleet, Highway Tune. I don't understand why Greta Van Fleet is nominated for so many Grammys. They're not that good. I've done a review previously of their material, and they suck. And I know I'm being so negative. Uh, best metal performance, there's some actual good stuff in here. Um, um, first and foremost, Death Haven's on there, and they have by far my favorite metal album of the year. I'll be talking about that later. Um, there's also Between the Buried and Me, Condemned to the Gallows on there. Best Rock Song, Greta Van Fleet, again is nominated, in, as well as 21 Pilots. St. Vincent with Mass Education, or Mass Adduction. I always mess up pronouncing that. And um, Bring Me to the Horizon, Mantra is also on there. Ghost Rats, Best Rock Record. We have Fall Out Boy, Mania nominated, which I have no clue why Mania is nominated, considering how bad it is. Greta Van Fleet, again, is nominated. Weezer's Pacific Daydream is somehow nominated, which is a very underrated record. Uh, don't get me wrong, but wow, that's not even a rock record. And we have also Best Alternative Music Album, Beck Colors. You may remember when Beck stole the nomination from, I believe, Beyonce a while ago, and Kanye was a bit peeved about that. Bjork's Utopia, David Burns' American Utopia, St. Vincent Mass Seduction is also on there. None of those records, except for Utopia, really stuck with me. And Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, that train wreck of her album, is nominated too by Arctic Monkeys. Um, really, the best area on here is by far the electronic music. They have John Hopkins on there. They have Justice. They have Sophie. All of those, there's basically three of those nominations I really enjoyed. So, anyways... Let's get to the point of this, and that is talking about 2018 as a whole. So, what's the number one record? According to RYM, the number one record right now is Daughters, You Won't Get What You Want. I reviewed that, gave it a 9. Thought it was a fantastic record. Anthony Fantano, gave it a 10. It's just been making its rounds. Pusha T Daytona is number two, and that's hardcore hip-hop and southern hip-hop, if that's what you're interested in. And I gave that like a four. It's a fantastic and short record. Good Music had a fantastic run this year with the releases. Kids See Ghosts is number three. I remember when that came out, I watched the listening party, and I was so impressed by it because Kid Cudi is such a... I've played his music before. He's such a divisive character in rap and such a divisive character in music in general. He released one of the worst albums of all time this decade, and that's Speeding Bullet to Heaven. And he comes back with... Kanye West and releases one of the most beautiful, most serene, most atmospheric rap albums I've ever listened to. Kid Sea Ghost is a fantastic, fantastic record. Highly suggest you check it out. If you haven't yet, please do. Then number four, Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. And I'm going to play a song from this record for you right now because I've seen Car Seat Headrest in concert this year. I think I talked a little bit about their album and gave my personal opinion on it. But we're going to play a song from Twin Fantasy, which is, again, a re-recording of the original Twin Fantasy, which was released earlier in the decade and distinctly more lo-fi. 
Here is Nervous Young Inhumans by Car Seat Headrest, off the record, Twin Fantasy. Car Seat Headrest for me is one of my favorite bands this decade just on principle because they came from a position of relative in power. They aren't industry plants by any standard, and a lot of indie acts this decade have been. Claro, for example, all these Frankie Cosmos, all these people who got their start online, most of the people who have made it big haven't made it big just on sheer talent alone, but Car Seat Headrest has. They have also really developed the genre of bedroom pop. Twin Fantasy, when it was released, was sort of the pinnacle of bedroom pop, which is important to me because that's the type of music that I make personally under my moniker, Golf. Um, however, this new Twin Fantasy record for me, I gave 2 out of 5. Or rather, 4 out of 10. And the reason for that was it was just a garbage re-recording. And I mean, Nervous Young and Human, songs like that are perfectly fine and good. But just the principle of it. This is a record that I hate on principle. Um, the original one was so much more emotive. It had so much more energy behind it. It just felt like it was more important to Will Toledo as a person. And now this new re-recording just feels like a cash grab almost. It's almost like when Kendrick Lamar released Damn, but backwards. And of course it isn't directly like that because there are new artistic takes on this record. But none of them really stick with me. And it just feels like a cop-out almost for Car Seat Headrest making an actual new record. Which I'm excited to hear from Car Seat Headrest. Don't get me wrong. I want to hear solid new material from the band, not just rehashes of their old stuff. And like I said again, the emotive energy is completely taken out of this record, I feel. So that's my opinion on the new Twin Fantasy record. Moving down from that, we have Earl Sweatshirt's Some Rap Songs, which I listened to last week because it's a relatively new record that I actually wanted to talk a little bit about on this episode. Um, so basically picture Tampa Beats. A lot of these more abstract hip-hop beat producers who release records with one-minute-long songs take Earl Sweatshirt rapping over that and you have Some Rap Songs. Sounds like a fantastic concept on paper. And it is. Like, this is something that I've been looking for for quite some time. A more atmospheric, a more abstract, Milo-esque rap record with just fantastic beats and fantastic instrumentals. And this album has it. However, none of the songs truly stick. None of the songs are flushed out. It's a short record, about 26 minutes long. And it doesn't really, it doesn't make any impact on me. So that's my opinion on the new Some Rap Songs album by Earl Sweatshirt. And that's sitting at a 3.81 out of 5 on RWAM. Against All Logic, 2012 through 2017, is number 6. And that, of course, is Nicholas Jar's side project, which was one of my favorite records of this year and probably going to be in my top 10, maybe my top 5. And I reviewed it back in February. And to this day, it's my most listened to electronic album review. And it's just a wonderfully atmospheric record. It's fantastic. The conceptual flow to it is great. And it really took Deep House to its highest level, although a lot of um, more insular fans of Deep House aren't really 
fans of it. They're more fans of DJ Sprinkles and people like that because they feel like their obscure genre is suddenly becoming incredibly popular. That's sitting at a 3.72 out of 6,198 ratings. Number seven is Denzel Curry's Tattoo. That's Southern Hip Hop and Trap Rap. Now, Denzel Curry was a rapper that I was placing a lot of stock on at the end of last year. Um, when he released his EP 13 near the tail end, that was one of my favorite EPs. If It was my favorite EP of 2017. And Denzel Curry was really taking a darker atmosphere to trap rap. And that was something that I truly enjoyed about him. And Imperial, I believe that was the title of his record that came before Tattoo. Imperial was one of my favorite records of 2016. And Denzel Curry, I think, is a consistently underrated rapper. And he's doing the more interesting thing with, with trap rap, which is a genre which I feel has stagnated recently with the Migos release that came out, which was just utterly garbage. Um, I'm, I, was, I wasn't that impressed by Tattoo. I think I gave it a 3.5 out of 5 because I thought that a lot of the flow of energy was not really transferred over between both halves of the record, and I wasn't a big fan of the rollout. But it's definitely worth a listen for sure. Number eight is Anna Von Hussenwolf's Dead Magic. This record almost got a 10 for me. This record is fantastic. You need to check it out immediately. It's neoclassical dark wave, and it's sitting at a 3.73. It's not for everybody. It's a slow burner. It's very atmospheric. It's very textural. It's very, again, neoclassical dark wave asks, like what we reviewed last week on the show. It's a record definitely you should sit back and listen to in the dark. And I'm going to play it a track from it right now for you guys. So, of course, we can't play the entire thing. All these tracks on this record, um, the pinnacle tracks at least, The Truth, The Glow, The Fall, and Ugly and Vengeful, are incredibly textural and are like 12 minutes and 8 seconds and 16 minutes and 17 seconds, and everything else is over 5 minutes long. But it's a fantastic record. Definitely check it out. Moving down, Beach House 7. If you haven't heard Beach House yet, the Chainsmokers apparently mentioned them in a new track they dropped. Because they're one of the more atmospheric bands. I know I use it a lot. But Beach House really defined the early 2000s dream pop scene. Um, Seven was a great record. I gave it a four out of five. It's one of my more favorite records of the year. I'm glad that it was released when it was. Because it provided me amazing listening experiences. Driving through the desolate area of Illinois. Um, Death Grips Year of the Snitch is number ten. Didn't get a chance to review that unfortunately. But it was a fantastic, my favorite Death Grips record. And 2018 has just been such a great year for music. But yeah, Year of the Snitch, fantastic record. Incredibly abstract for Death Grips, but had a wonderful, wonderful energetic flow to it that I just haven't experienced with any other release from them. Ha 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 is such a great song, and I wish I could play it here, but it's expletive, and we don't want to get sued by the FCC. Julia Holter is number 11 with Avery, which was a wonderful... It was, it's, this is the new Talk Talk, um, Spirit of Eden. 
if you've listened to that post-rock record. This is in that vein. It's also in the vein of people like Joanna Newstrom, if you like her. Um, fantastic record. I don't know why it's sitting at number 11. It shouldn't be, but it's great. Other records you should check out, MGMT, Little Dark Age, one of my favorite records this year. Again, a solid 8.5 out of 10. Um, when You Die, I think, is a classic indie song already. Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead released The Phantom Thread. Idols released Joys in Active Resistance, which I listened to at the beginning of this year, which was a decent record, not as good as their last one, I think. Midair Thief Crumbling. This is a fantastic, great, great record you need to check out, and I might review it next year, actually, where I might talk about it in my podcast, but it's a great record. Parkway Courts came back with Wide Awake. They've been compared to Pavement. I don't see it, but their song Mardi Gras Beads and also Freebird 2 are just fantastic tracks, and we're going to play Freebird 2 for you right now. One of the main reasons why I like that song so much, and it might end up as actually my favorite song of 2018, is just because of how it incorporates the original Freebird, which is such a cliche song, into this absolutely wonderful new piece of indie rock. And Parkway Courts was sort of, you know, written off two years ago with their release. People weren't thinking that they were going to come back and release something that was remotely interesting, like their earlier music, which I don't find interesting personally. But here we have Wide Awake, which is just a fantastic indie rock record in the year of our Lord 2018. Definitely check them out. And just because I mentioned it, I'm going to play a Midair Thief song for you guys so you get an idea. They're very similar to the band um, Sweet Trip. And Sweet Trip was an Indietronica band from the late 2000s that did a lot of work of shoegaze. Um, Velocity Comfort Design, I think it's in that order. It's one of my favorite records, and, you know, they just really do good. And they're from South Korea, so if you're interested in getting some more foreign music into your repertoire, definitely check out Crumbling by Mid-Air Thief. Here is the song, Why. skip forward a little bit. Those simps are just wonderful. 
And I wish I could play more of it. I wish I did a review of this record just because it's it's going to probably be in my top ten of this year. It, it's definitely a heat seeker. Now, I do want to let you guys in on one more thing because we're running out of time. But I do want to talk about it before we cast off this episode for the top ten next episode. And that is, there's an undisputed number one that I think is going to be my number one record unless something happens or unless I decide to be edgy. And that is Curling's album, Definitely Banned. This is a local band out of Berkeley, California. Definitely check them out. I reviewed them earlier in the semester. I'm not sure if that episode is up yet. But just a fantastic band. And we're going to go out on their song, Radio King. They've brought back a massive degree of what I love in indie rock. Here's Radio King by Curling. You, of course, have been listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week with our Top 10 Reveal.